Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Chatter. I'm your boy Jess Ray, and I have brought some friends along. I uh, brought a friend along. <laughs> uh, if you haven't already, check out the site. Uh, we have the merch stuff. We still have the stuff for India for the COVID relief fund. It's going till September. We have our merch, and uh, yeah, and we welcome any type of feedback you have. Comment, share, like. We're on Instagram and the other social networks. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce my guest, Mr. Denny Kim. I like to call him DK. He's a good friend. What's up, DK? How you doing, man? Good, man. Great to talk to you, man. Yeah, long time no speak, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been some some crazy times, right, over the past few years. I know, I know. Um, okay, I want to introduce you, but I want you to introduce yourself. Uh, I know you from being a DJ, a director, uh, now a head of an agency. Now you're doing The Rocks, which is what we came to talk about. So you tell me, how do you want to be introduced now? <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is Denny, like the restaurant. I'm a, I'm a human being on this planet for this time being. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I uh, – kind of been on this journey of shedding ego. So there's a lot less that I identify with. Like I, I rarely kind of, I mean, I can say I'm a Korean American, you know, Californian living here in Anaheim, you know, or I can say stuff like that, but it's really just, Hey man, I'm a human going through the human experience and I'm here to make the best of my time here on this planet. Um, and that's kind of in most general terms, how I can introduce myself. But you know, I'm a believer of uh, love first and foremost, you know, L-O-V-E. Let's not forget about that. Something this world needs yeah. a lot more of. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm just, I'm a student, man. I'm a student of life because there's a lot of things to learn. And I think that is kind of one of our primary reasons for being here. Um, whatever your beliefs are, you know, try to make the most of it while you're here, I guess is what I'm trying to say, but yeah, man, it's a man of many hats, but these days I'm, I'm living a little bit more simply and yeah. just uh, exploring this thing called reality. <laughs> do you think, well, I mean, that kind of gets into my first question. Like, do you think that your first evolution of you being a human, as far as like the DJ, do you think that got you into like the universal 
I don't know, I guess uh, Africa Bombarda will kind of say like the universal flow of love for uh, everybody and for everything. Do you think that kind of got you on that path? I do think it had a big part to play in it. I think DJing and being, you know, a specialist in music is is quite the thing because in music is intangible when you look at it. So you literally have DJs who are kind of like scientists in their own right that are exploring yeah. the unseen, right? And how much power this unseen energy has upon the masses. You know, that's kind of like modern day shamans. You know, you see DJs who are broadcasting, you know, uh, frequencies through, you know, amplified speakers, you know, and then it's it's flowing through their crowd and their crowd will react and, you know, dance or have fun or in some cases they might start moshing and start hurting each other. Like, you know, it's a very powerful uh, mode of transmitting vibes, if you will, you know. So mm-hmm. that first step into just immersing myself in music all the time, it really solidified my belief in the unseen, I guess. And from there, you know, you mentioned directing and stuff. Uh, I had always been a photographer since high school and picking up uh, a camera, you know, in, in, in my classes and stuff. Like I just kept shooting and I kind of was there for the entire digital revolution. So I started on mm-hmm. film and then just started shooting digital on the one megapixel camera and then, you know, worked my way up as the, as the new cameras kept coming out. Um, and so, you know, I had always been shooting, but I transitioned from having more of a career in DJing to uh, more of a career in the visual arts, I guess. And that mm-hmm. was a very interesting transition because I went from kind of dealing with this very unseen thing to a, a very visual, uh, tangible thing, right? So right. kind of exploration of the unseen and then the exploration of the scene, you know? And mm-hmm. kind of getting into crystals was a very unexpected transition for me. Um, but I think it bridged the gap, you know, because when I'm dealing with crystals, they're obviously physical things. Um, but you, it opens up, the the door of curiosity to all the unseen things you know like like the whole metaphysical aspects of crystals and um, you know it's a very interesting industry to be in because our demographic uh, or you know people who purchase minerals and crystals they're vastly different you have the mineralogical people who are you know just straight science type mineralogy people who, who care where it's from when it was dug out what's the quality you know um, and then there's people who are like, oh, I need this to, to heal my heart from an old relationship or whatever it is, right? So mm-hmm. you have these two very different crowds of people that are converging in this one industry for some reason. And um, it's, been a, it's been a very eye-opening learning experience. Yeah. Okay. So, so wait a minute. All right, so it's funny that you mentioned, like, you went from – sound untangible and then you went to like the visual and then now I guess doing the crystals is kind of the uh, blending of the two worlds uh, those, yeah. so the two people that the two types of people that you mentioned like the, the mineralogists or geologist type people and then the, the I guess would you call the people that are looking for healing more of a spiritual kind is there a third type of person that buys uh, those, those products 
Yeah, I mean, there's people who just enjoy it for what they are, just beautiful earth treasures or, um, you know. There's actually, the demographic for this thing is pretty wide because they go all the way from interior designers, you know, the home stagers to just artists themselves who appreciate natural beauty. Um, you have someone who knows nothing about the metaphysical, knows nothing about the mineralogical thing. They just care because it's beautiful. You know, like, it's just a sparkly piece, for example, and they're, like, in love with it. Um, so you get a wide mix of everybody. But I would say on the on the fringes of the extremes, you would be talking about just hardcore mineral collectors who are very serious about what they do. Um, and then also, you know, the people who are mostly in the crystals because of the metaphysical aspects. And that, that ranges from, you know, Reiki healers uh, to, you know, Psychics, um, you know, people who are in tarot. Um, so what's interesting is like knowing that this is this industry kind of encapsulates a lot of different people. It's it's forcing me especially to learn and dig more into all those aspects. So literally every day is a learning day for me. Like what what country do I want to learn about today in terms of the minerals they produce, or do I want to learn about uh, you know. The, do I want to learn more about the Akashic Records or, you know, like these super esoteric things as well. And it's a very, very interesting space. And for me, it's just, it's just, it's just really a wild ride. Like every day there's something new. There's always new information. And it's, it's, it's truly uh, a journey, but also it's a whole lot of fun. You know, I never thought I would be doing what I do now, uh, dealing with crystals and stuff, but... Boy, it's it's, uh, it's fun. I enjoy it every day. <laughs> so, okay, so, all right, for the person that wants to get in, like, where did you start? Like, how do you even start? How do you get into this type of thing? Well, the the market for it online has definitely, like, skyrocketed. So, I mean, even just on Instagram alone, there are so many crystal vendors. So, literally, uh-huh. you can just search a hashtag, you know, Um what really kind of took me on the journey was when I made my first purchase of a crystal on Instagram. That was like my first thing. And it happened okay. to be a pyramid, a fluorite, a rainbow fluorite pyramid. <laughs> I still have it. It's all chipped now, but it's, uh, I have it in my garden. And right about the time that I got it, I had met my now wife. Uh, and, you know, she, turns out she was in the stones. And I was like, oh, man. So, she and I just kind of were sharing our love for crystals, and she's a she's like a vintage jewelry collector as well, vintage and antique jewelry. So she already knew a lot about you know gemstones and uh, even metals and things like that. And so I was always learning from her. Yet at the same time, we were both learning about crystals just on their own. Because I'm like, wow, did you know people are making crystal grids? And you know. Did you know that people are using it for this and that? And you you get to learn about all sorts of characters who had very, very uh, meaningful journeys in the whole crystal thing. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's the rabbit hole goes very deep. <laughs> and I feel like I'm still going through it right now. And for me, it's like I keep a very open mind all this stuff because it's, uh, you know, our beliefs are more than we, we uh, our beliefs are more important than we give it credit, right? 
still right there. I know that there's a lot of people who are like, oh my God, those people are so woo woo, crystal, kumbaya, like, and they can't even begin to start understanding what they're doing because they've already shut it off in their mind. You know, I know that uh-huh. it's like that for a lot of mineralogical people. Like, if you mention anything metaphysical, it's like you're basically not having any kind of credibility in their eyes, right? Um, right. So there's like there's kind of this, this divide, and but I think that that divide is getting closer and closer because in the end everyone's in it because they love these things and they're for some I don't know if it's instinct or if it's just hardwired into our genetics like there's this allure that these natural crystals have you know and yeah it's it's, it's a very interesting space. So, I mean, so what happens, okay, so you and your wife are interested. Do you just go and just buy a stone and be like, oh, yeah, um, we're selling this one stone? Because, <laughs> I mean, because I've oh. been across the country like two or three times, and usually you go to like these little gas station shops or the mm-hmm. art places, and they have the, the wood boxes, and they just have a bunch of different types of stones in them. Like, what is, how does it work? Sure. Well, there's actually an industry built around supplying minerals because uh, minerals are like super big. Uh, it's a big industry because uh, mining for precious metals, like that's that's always going on, right? Because the, the uh-huh. like cell phones, for example, require very uh, rare elements, and so while Cold they're digging time. for these, right, right, and. While they're while they're mining this stuff, there's all this other minerals that they're coming across. Not necessarily what they're looking for, but they, it comes out. And so, mm-hmm. a lot of before before kind of the mineral industry really really took off, people are just dumping that stuff. It's like, oh, quartz, you know, most abundant mineral on the planet. I don't want it. I'm looking. At, I'm going after that rare mineral. Uh, but then people started realizing the beauty in it, and then they started, you know, disseminating it through the through the distribution global distribution system. So for, for us, the way we started is I bought that first online crystal, and then we would go to, like, swap meets and, like, just random events. And sure enough, there would always be, like, that one one or two crystal dealers, and we would, like, kind of nerd out and just talk to them for a little bit, and we'd buy a few pieces. And slowly, like, the collection just started growing. Um, um, and then from there, they were like, oh, we can need to make more room <laughs> so maybe we should <laughs> sell some of these you know and so we started uh putting stuff on etsy and we're like all right well you know i come from the photo background so I'm like all right let me take these crystals and take some photos in nature and post them on etsy and see what happens and i kind of i lit i put them up and i kind of sat back and forgot about it you know kind of weeks went by and i was like oh, i wonder if it's working because we haven't gotten a sale um so we're just kind of doing our own thing. And then one day, my phone made a cash register cha-ching noise. And I was like, what the heck is that? I had never heard my phone do that before. And I loved it. Right. Etsy says I had a sale. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and I love it because I can still go on I can still go on my, my Etsy shop today. It's, right now, we're at we're sourcefieldshop.com, and that redirects you to our Sourcefield shop on Etsy. Uh, so... When you go there, you can go to the sales, like to look at every item that's sold. And I would always go to like the very last page just to look at what was the first item that I ever sold, just to kind of remind myself how far it's come. Um, 
So, I mean, from there, we just we started looking more into it, and then uh, we found out there's something called the West Coast Gem Show, um, and we went and attended that, and that, that really what changed the game for us. Because we're like, holy cow, um, these, you know, miners, uh, dealers, but also just even distribution companies and, you know, all kinds of people in the industry were coming to these to these gem shows, essentially, and that's when we really started to build our network and, you know, get, get okay. our, our supply channel both set up. Yeah. I got to ask, what was the first kind of stone that you sold? What was the cost? It was a lapidolite. And what is it? What is, what is it? Pitolite? The, the lapidolite's a mica, a purple mica stone. Uh, it's interesting because okay. the one that we sold first, that was the one I actually collected myself. Like I was out in San Diego at the Paula Chief Mine, and I was just walking around, and boom, I kind of like saw it in the ground, and I just picked it up, and I was like, oh, shoot, my first crystal. And um, that's the one that ended up selling. So. Even to this day, lapidolite has kind of been that, like, has a special place in my heart because of that experience, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it's been weird. We've been getting some really lapidolite uh, from Brazil, um, and we've had a customer um, basically message us, like, you know, once they received their order, they ordered a lapidolite, and they're like, oh, my God, I, I've been collecting crystals for a long time, but for some reason, when I opened and held this one, I just started feeling, like, tingling sensations in the hand. I have no idea what's going on. Could you, like, shed some light on this for me, you know? And I was like, oh, my God, that's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> so there's, like, you know, I, I'm beginning more and more to believe in this kind of, I guess the best word for it is magic. <laughs> it's like a magical thing that's going on with these stones. And now that I'm in a position to running the shop, it's like it's around us physically on a daily basis like we have more than ever and it's not that because we have more that there's this increased thing but it's just like this I have this newfound respect for each piece because each one is a, is a powerhouse in its own right you know and it just mm-hmm. depends on who ends up connecting with it which is kind of like a unique thing about a business like we don't we're not trying to just like buy a hundred pieces of the same thing and just try to sell all of them, you know? Like, I'm not trying to do that. We truly pick one at a time, and it, we we only buy it if we feel that magic. <laughs> and by, the, by what I mean by that is this. Like, I'll walk up to a table, let's say, and it has, like, hundreds of crystals on it. There will always, without doubt, be, like, one or two that just pop out to me. Like, those are the ones that I'm initially doing that, 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 that kind of just grabs my, my attention. And inevitably, those end up being the ones that we end up purchasing from that batch, you know? So for uh-huh. some unexplained reason, we're, we're resonating with a certain piece, we grab it. So that's kind of like our main method of purchasing these things or acquiring them. And then, you know, we, we put them out in the shop and it's always interesting to see people resonate with them as well. You know, they can't tell me why or, you know, for, for what, for what specific reasons, like this one's popping out to them. But like, I don't know why, but this one's calling. We get that message all the time. And like, yep, that's, that's, that's how we pick them. So we're kind of 
it feels good to know that we're resonating with it and then someone else that we don't know is also resonating with it and we're kind of growing this this vibe, right? Kind of growing this grid of these source field pieces that are now all over the world with their, you know, respective um, stewards and caretakers, you know, and we're all mm-hmm. here hopefully um, kind of raising raising your vibration and kind of having more joy in your life um, and to kind of remind you of some things. But, you know, I it, uh, the most interesting part for me has been have not just having and enjoying the stones, but like sitting with them. What I mean by that is like holding one in your hand and literally just sitting there, <laughs> quieting your mind. Um, and different different stones from my kind of like experiments and research have different effects on my session of sitting, you know. Um, and so I just started experimenting. Wait, more. wait, wait, wait. Uh, DK, you meditate with the stones? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, okay. Do you have a favorite? So that's, uh, you know, quartz has always been one of my favorites. In the mineralogical world of things, like people who collect, you know, stuff, quartz is not really appealing to them because it's such a common thing. But I, right. I'm especially drawn to quartz because there's, like, such a diverse uh, set of inclusions that you can find in them. And inclusions are typically mm. things that are inside the quartz that are probably of like a different mineral, right? So you get these okay. like garden landscapes, you get like golden sun ray looking like there's all kinds of minerals entrapped, encased within the quartz that have been grabbing my attention. So, you know, quartz is definitely one of the things I hold close to my heart. Um, especially like small handheld double terminated pieces. And what that means is uh, double terminated, the termination in a quartz is that point, right? You know how you think of a crystal and you think of it as a body and at the end there's a point, right? Right. So mm-hmm. uh, the double terminated point is basically there's a point on the top and on the bottom, right? So it's like a double-sided crystal, so me specifically, I love holding double terminated pieces in my hand uh, while meditating. I don't know why, but that just feels very right to me. It's more of an intuitive knowing more than anything. But it's just mm-hmm. like I, I've experimented, you know, since I have all this access to them, I'm like, okay, let me try holding this one today. Let me try holding that one today, you know, and kind of I've gone through them, and I always come back to quartz for some reason. Um, yeah, so... That's kind of my go-to. You know, it's, it's ironic that you mentioned quartz because I have an uncle that does some spiritual work, and he introduced me to a piece of quartz that glows at night. Oh, cool! He was like, he's like, hold on to this. Like, this is very, it's very precious. Like, you, you don't get to see them all the time, but at night, mm. it, it has a white glow. It was strange. Interesting. Was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I didn't know Rock did that, you know. Uh, so well, it'll blow your mind when you see these fluorescent minerals that are like you put a UV on UV light on it, and they're just like glowing neon colors and stuff. Super cool. But yeah, I never, I never so, seen the luminescent ones. 
Yeah. Look at that um, one. If I can, if I can find out what they are, he he, he had me look it up too. Um, okay. So I, I looked it up. If I if I get a hold of it, I'll let you know. But yeah, it was a it was a very interesting experience. Um, so your meditation with different stones. Mm. What have you had any like? spiritual revelations or anything like that? I know, like, the audience is probably like, oh, you're getting all woo but you got to, I don't know, something about looking at stones or having them or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. having them being drawn to them, it's something. Because I see a lot of people, they wear the beads with the stones, like tiger's eye, uh, the yeah, lava, yeah. rock. Yeah, So For sure. Really, what I think is this, it's like they're – there's this natural intelligence that's built into this planet, <laughs> right? And <laughs> you see through the crystallization that there is some kind of coherence. Um, and there's a lot of sacred geometries that are inherent or evident in crystals. And more, the more you kind of adhere to the fractal geometries of reality, the more flow you're going to experience because everything is this flow. And if you fight the flow and you know, it's not going to be beneficial for you in the end. But to just kind of find your place within that flow, like you become part of it. And I think, you know, having crystals, which have this sacred geometry inherently built into them, it it kind of assists that whole process, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. you are sacred geometry. The fire ratio is built into your fingers, you know. It's built into, like, the proportions of your body, you know. It's everywhere. And so there is this universal connectedness that that is here that we don't really think about here's here's the thing about today is like it's a constant constant subconscious um conditioning to believe that we are all separate (laughs) and that's your country this is my country that is your baseball team this is my baseball team that is your color this is my color you know this is Mm -hmm. that's your political belief system of being Democrat, mine's Republican, or I'm not saying I'm a Republican. I'm just saying there's infinite right. amount of separation that we're going to go ahead and uh, create in between us. And that goes forever, man. That, that literally will go forever. As long as differences, you're going to find them. But on the flip side, we can also try to look at how we are the same, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that shift in, realizing that all is one uh, has really been kind of our main part of our main message, I guess, with source field. Uh, we always kind of say all is one. And a lot of people who don't know what that means or like are kind of confused, scratching their head. It kind of has to do with that one scene in the matrix um, where the kid is like bending spoons and then Neo goes, uh, talking to him, he's like, until you realize the truth. And he's like, what truth? And the kid goes, there is no spoon. <laughs> it is just yourself, <laughs> you know, that's that's changing, right? So, And that right. kind of is what I'm talking about here. It's like we are really one thing. The human species is one thing. This is one planet. Um, and we start de-emphasizing how we're just these separate units from each other and really start to embrace the the, the unity, then there can be a real big shift in humanity. And but it's a hard thing to do, man. Because think about this: like, can you love your your enemies? Comes up to you and is just, you know, 
talking all this crap about you or whatever, can you still forgive them? Can you still be like, yo, you're my brother. I understand. It's all good. Move on. You know, it's hard to do, but let's say you're able to conquer that. Well, then can you have love for that, uh, that crackhead who's coming up to you to ask for money, right? Can you love that right. guy? Um, can you love Trump? <laughs> you know, that guy upsets so many people, but, you know, have they ever thought of, hey, man, he's a human. You know, I don't have to, like, be best friends with this person or even like him, but I do have a, you know, place to kind of be okay with someone like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, uh, so it, it, goes, it goes further out. It's, it's, it, it, it's interesting because it's these structures on how to, like, have love and to have this unity consciousness is literally built into our society, right? It's like uh, we have the family structures in place, you know? We have this idea that everyone should get married and procreate, you know? It's like um, these these subconscious programmings are there for us to kind of start learning um, about being together, right? But then that, that's those are like the easier ones. But they're not easy, but they are easier relatively compared to loving someone that you don't even know that's halfway across the country that, you know, has nothing to do with you. <laughs> you know, can we still have love for those people? Um, can we have love for uh, and some uh, like a good relationship with the animals, right, and be stewards of them instead of just being the slaughterhouse, you know? Um so all these, I might be rambling, but all all these things kind of no, no, no like, it, okay, it makes sense. We're <laughs> it makes sense, but it's but it's, 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 it's uh, I don't know, I I don't know if I've shared this with the audience or the people that are listening, but we're, I, me and my co-hosts have always been big thinkers about big ideas that are bigger than ourselves because if it doesn't scare you, it's not even worth doing. Like even mm-hmm. this this mm-hmm. podcast is a more it's a love thing. Like I like posting pictures of self and just me in a new pair of shoes. That's not, that's not who we are. Like it's about, uh, <laughs> it's about, you know what I'm saying? You know how like, you, I'm I'm not trying to like, if that's who you are, Hey, God bless you. You know what I'm saying? Love you no differently. But our show is about the guests and giving them light to shine and also understanding like different ideas and ways of thinking. So just having those big brain ideas. So when you're talking about like how we're all one person and we're all on one planet, you know, despite whatever our responsibilities are, like it makes sense, you know, but it's just taking the time to understand that and then actually putting it into practice every day is a whole nother concept or a reality in itself. So it's, Absolutely. it's not foreign. It's just people just taking the time to, to listen to it, digest it, and then apply it. I don't want – I hope that a lot of the people that are listening to me, future, they take some of what I'm saying or what you might be saying and actually apply it to life in some form. I'm just trying to, like – I'm just trying to ignite change. Like, I'm not trying to be – I might not ever be like Nelson Mandela. I might not be like Martin Luther <laughs> King. But, you know, at least I can, like, share the idea of what things could be or what the possibilities that could could be for somebody, you know, if they just try or just right. make an effort. Right. Sure. That's all I'm, sure, I'm looking absolutely. for. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Hey you're, hey, you're just Ray, man. That's, that's 
That's right. It's a, the That's whole thing on its own, man. Like, you know, we're not here to outdo anybody. It's about what we're going to do with this time we're here. And I think you're doing an awesome thing with this podcast. It's been really interesting, man, like going through the different phases of my life with you, like from Scratch Academy to doing productions in the music industry to, you know, being here now just talking it's been a it's been an interesting ride and i know everyone's evolving and i think like a mm-hmm. hot topic these days you know i don't really watch too much tv but what literal what little i kind of soak up while i walk through the living room or whatever it's like self-care keeps coming up right and the right. whole aspect uh-huh. of self-care self-care and i think it's really really important that we we actually look at that because a lot of times we're operating off of all these programs that we have in our head that we're not even aware of, right? And mm-hmm. we're already so far deep into just being autonomous and just doing our daily thing that we kind of forget to stop and look and audit our programming, right? Right. Um, and, you know, on the topic of, like, love and unity, it's like in order to even be part of that whole picture, like, you have to first love yourself, okay? Like, you mm-hmm. cannot pour from an empty cup you cannot love your partner properly if you are not loving yourself um, first, right? It's like, and it's not being like selfish or anything like that, but it's like you can only pour from a full cup, <laughs> right? So let your cup right, overflow, right. and then and then you can start sharing. You can start having a real dialogue. If that's not there, if that self healing and that 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 investment in yourself is not there, everyone's just trying to take a piece of that cup, but there's not enough to go around, you know? It's like you're not even right. filled yet, you know? So it ends up being very dependent relationships, codependent relationships everywhere. Um, or it's or a kind the of... Are based upon uh, trauma, and it's like you can't... Mm, right. That's that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, everyone People. has trauma. Everyone, everyone has been through something that hurt, mm. that that left them scarred. A lot of it happened when you were a kid, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Whether it was based on family stuff or maybe some hurtful things at school or maybe it was friends. I mean, it can be from very just surface, oh, something happened to me to like really extreme, like, you know, sexual abuse or, you know, so like, I don't know, it gets pretty dirty and hairy out there, man. And that's kind <laughs> of, everyone's been given, but it's like, and it's not to judge any of them. It's about, Everyone has a struggle, and right. in fact, actually, the harder the struggle, the more <laughs> the more yoked up they'll be at the end of it spiritually because they've gotten through really hard times. Those hard times, as long as you don't let it consume you, you're only going to come out of it stronger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so those struggles are actually the blessings. And once people can realize that, then they can start being easier on themselves and start forgiving themselves um, and start to really, really add to this dialogue of us being uh, there for each other, right? It's very, very, like, uh, yeah, it's very kumbaya, man. I can, what can I say? I'm kind of a hippie at heart, but, you know, it's like I'm really trying to spread something that has that message behind it. Because, dude, check it out. The other day I stumbled across some, some Instagram account called OC Hoods or something like that. And okay. I mean, literally, it was just this account that was showing, you know, shootings, drive-bys, murders, fires. Oh, wait, wait, wait. In OC, California, this like, is going down? Bro, I had no idea. But then I saw this account, and I was like, okay, obviously, it's pretty crazy out there because, I mean, they're showing 
all kinds of – I got stuck on this account, bro. I, I was scrolling for like 10 minutes, dude, just looking at all these terrible things that are going down in this OC that I wasn't aware of. And not to say that, you know, you know, not to draw like a – to turn a blind eye to it and be like it doesn't exist. It was actually refreshing for me to acknowledge that, hey, dude, there is all this shit. It does exist. I'm not going to focus on it and dwell on it, but I do want to acknowledge it. And if anything, it motivated me even more to be on the mission of unity. You know what I'm saying? Like unity consciousness. Let's all get there. Let's all keep working at it. And that only comes with developing that that muscle that is your heart <laughs> and to to keep keep practicing this thing. And I'm kind I'm convinced at this point that's kind of our one of our main purposes for being on this planet, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. So Okay, so wow, this kind of brings up like, I ah, oh, you can't, you know, <laughs> you know when we talk, we talk, man. But I want to bring up something very. Okay, so you do this thing. What what role are you trying with? Are you trying to play like now that you have this realization in life? Like, are you having conversations with you? Because I I know that you I know you personally, and I've actually seen mm. you just actually do things. You're just like you don't even think about it, like. You'll see a guy on the street, and you're just like, hey, man, you want some food? I've seen you give dudes money. and just like, hey, man, there's a store. Can I bring you something? I've seen you do that kind of stuff. Mm. What what other, like, things are you doing or to help uh, exponentially grow that or scale it up? Or are you trying to scale it up? Well, in a sense, like, I hopefully, with more resources, I'd love to be able to contribute to more efforts around the planet that are um, that I support. I mean, there's a lot of work to do, guys. This is not a time to be lazy and play video games. Like, there's fucking tons going on. Excuse my language, but I'm like, no, right no, now is a very crucial time, very exciting time. Um, so everyone's got to play their part, man. And But in order to be part of it in the best way possible, we all got to heal first, right? We all got to Get rid of that baggage, man. Like all that stuff that we're all holding on to that eats you up. Well, you know, whatever it is, everyone's story is different. But the main common thread is we're all struggling some way, somehow, kind of to come together is, is the is the thing. But, you know, like I want to affect things directly, but I also want to affect things indirectly, which I think is kind of one of the missions of Source Field, to spread this this joy or this 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 enjoyment of beauty of natural beauty to have that spread or across the planet one piece at a time one person at a time that is kind of my my way of getting there okay mm. um, but at okay. the same time too I think of like you know when I guess the example is uh, Professor X and he's in cerebral right he's in computer right. and you can see all the people and stuff like that that's not too far from reality. Okay? There is a collective consciousness. There is an unseen layer that your um, senses, your five senses, are not, not able to pick up on, um, but it exists. Mm. So, like, a, a thing I want to point out is, like, okay, like, your reality, what you call your day-to-day reality, you're experiencing most of it, 90-something percent of it through your eyes, right? So... Mm-hmm. Your eyes are very important in playing a role in what you what you perceive to be reality. But 
your eyes are actually very, very limited organs and can only perceive less than 1% of the entire energy spectrum. Visible light is... Wait, whoa, whoa. Less than 1%? Less than 1%. So in actuality, you... What you what you think is everything and what you think is reality is nothing. It's just a itty bitty portion of the whole entire energy spectrum. Yet people are like, I don't believe it until I see it, <laughs> right? They're still stuck in this. It's like if I haven't seen UFOs, I don't believe. Like, yo, these are we're operating in a severely limited capacity through our bodies, um, and the only way you can tap into the the larger spectrum of energy is through your your, your extrasensory perceptions, which we all have, okay? We have clear, clear, clear audience where people are, like, hearing things or clairvoyant people who can see things, okay, with their third eye or beyond or, you know, so there's these extra set of things that are dealt with tapping into a much larger collective energy field, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, to... But I bring up cerebralist because that's what you're doing when you can come to a state of meditation. Um, you start to you start to open up to more infinite things, and that's only by quieting your chattery mind, man. That's always going on, always having thoughts, always All having the thoughts. And the goal brain. of meditation, <laughs> right, right. It's like this. It's like this. The the mind should or the brain should be this thing that we kind of put in its place. Right now, we're operating completely through this, but really, we kind of should divert energy towards our a little bit more and put the brain as the slave and not the master, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And that allows you to open up to a whole other field of things. This is kind of, mm. I've never said this before, but there's like, a, there's some nights, man, well, I'll, it's pretty late at night, I'll go to the crystal room and I'll see all the things that that are on the shelf and I'll just, I'll go into my meditation or I'll literally just stand in front of the pieces and I'll envision the planet, man. I think about the planet. I think about all the people there. Um, and I think about like, okay, we're not alone in this universe. So our, our if I was the other being, if I was the UFO, <laughs> looking bad down at us, right? Like, would I be proud of kind of who we are and what we're doing, or would I be kind of embarrassed, right? Oh, wait, did I say that right? Mm. So imagine for a second you're being watched, okay? So it's like, and all of a sudden, you know, there's a there's an eye in the sky and it's watching you. There already is, but, you know, are you going to be proud to be like, hey, yeah, we're human. Look at what we're doing. We're awesome. Or would you be like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed right now. Like, we're still you know, killing each other systematically, you know, we're still destroying the planet. Like, how would you really, really feel? And that's the thought that came to me very early on because I had seen a UFO when I was very young. And those that was like the first train of thought that I went to. It's like, oh, crap. Wow, there's something there. I don't know what it is, but that there could be a chance that that's not from this planet. And if that's the case, Am I proud to be human or am I embarrassed to be a human right now? And that question has kind of stayed with me all throughout my adulthood. And, you know, I think it's just through the everyday interactions with other humans. And now what I'm exploring is that that unseen connection to everything, right? Like, um, and how, how that can kind of 
be a powerful way for us to to evolve. All right. It's like once everyone like I have a feeling like in twenty thirty years we're gonna look back at cell phones and be like, oh, telepathically connect now. You know, like I can just like send my energy to the collective field where where you are, Ray, and give you the message. Hey, man. You sure you really need to check this out and you'll get the message. And, you know, like it's, it's to that point, like that I think humans can get to, but we're just on this uh, slow, slow progression right now. But it gives me faith that there's more people now ever on this planet that are taking psychedelics that are, that are practicing yoga, that are, that are doing these modalities that for a long time were kind of like, marginalized or it was on the fringe it's like oh like dude 20 years ago you talked about yoga and people are like oh that's that indian thing like it's like is it a religion like we don't know uh, but now it's like every block every household you know is is doing this stuff you know so there is this like re, re resurfacing or resurgence of like ancient uh knowledge and just like uh more accepting mind to the things that we don't know about yet you know and so mm-hmm. it's going to be some exciting exciting developments coming up. So, uh, okay, I want to back up a minute. There's something that you sure. mentioned that I, I'm not familiar with. Crystal grid? What is that? Oh, yeah. Okay, so best way I can explain it is you can create a geometric mandala-like uh, pattern using crystals. Okay? Uh-huh. And so at the first glance, it's just like a, like a piece of art, right? Something physical that they made that looks cool. Okay, fine. And you can just leave it there. But um, there's actually a deeper thing that goes into constructing the grids. So people will, um, you know, lay out all their crystals and you have to have a certain number of each one to make the grid. And if you, in the metaphysical world of crystals, like each crystal has a certain meaning, right? So, right. like, with what, for instance, rose quartz is there. Like, oh, this is supposed to be for for love, you know, for example. Right. Um, well, in the grid, there's ten rose quartz crystals, for example. And every time they add a piece to the grid, they're going to think of the intention behind that crystal. Like, oh, this is for love and this is for love and abundance in my life with my family, for example, right? And that's their intention and that's their thought that they have. So since there's 10 pieces of rose, go, uh, rose quartz in the grid, they're going to have to think about this thought and feel those emotions 10 times, you know, when they're setting this grid up. And then they might have another stone like, uh, you know, citrine, right? And they might have uh, – there's certain metaphysical properties associated to that. So they'll have to consciously think about what citrine is about, and then they've now laid down 10 citrine crystals. So through repetition, they're kind of like – taking their mind and their bodies or mostly their mind and emotions to like a certain place of intention, right? You think, and through that repetition, it starts to kind of solidify a thought form or somehow becomes part of the subconscious programming in a certain sense. And then by the time they're done with the grid, they might have gone through 50 crystals and, you know, maybe 10 times for each five of uh, each crystal. Let's say there's five crystals like rose quartz, citrine and three others you know that's 50 and they have 10 of each one that times that they went around the circle laying down a crystal and having that intention well that's very similar to like uh, praying the rosary beads right 
Rosary mm-hmm. beads is like a it's like a repetitive prayer that you're going to do, and every time you're going to move to the next bead, say the prayer again, move to the next bead, and then when you get to this other bead, you're going to say a different prayer, right? So again, mm-hmm. there's this element of repetition of a of a kind of, of a, a trance that you're kind of initiating by going there with your mind. And at the mm-hmm. end of it, you have this physical manifestation of all those thoughts that you've put into it. Um, so it's supposed to hold this energy and power or thought form, if you will. I don't know if you're familiar with that term. Um, yeah. This etheric space. And because it's there in the etheric space and you've put all this focused attention into it, you know, the, you know, it's commonly understood that through like the laws of attraction, it's going to attract more of that energy on like a subconscious and maybe like a higher dimensional level. So that it, then it starts manifesting and showing up in your 3D life, <laughs> right? Wow. So that's the general idea behind it. You can kind of look into it. There's, there's so many different practices on how to do it. There's no right or wrong, to be honest. It's really just about what are your intentions going into it and how are you laying these symbols down. Um, my, my belief is that it's not the crystals that have the magic. It's actually you the human, this really complex <laughs> organism with amazing brains and amazing hearts. And, you know, we're like, you know, we're just these things. And our mind is so strong that, you know, it does shape the reality around us. So, you know, that, that magic is all within you and not so much in this magical stone that you're going to stone is a symbol. The stone is a representation of an idea um, that, you know, Everyone on the planet, you know, picked up this one green leaf and decided that this green leaf represents prosperity. You know, doesn't that kind of make it true then on the planet if everyone thinks that this one green stands for prosperity? So it comes people's beliefs and thoughts in in this collective consciousness realm is, is very much important and is very much relevant. So... That was a long-winded expre- uh, explanation. I hope it kind of no, man, for I, some understanding. But, you know, this I've is never, coming mainstream now. There's mainstream now because, check it out, there's main, like, hotels, large companies, man, um, with million-dollar hotels that have hired um, Crystal Heal to come in. They'll, they'll bring in, like, tons of material, not just, like, 10 pieces like I'm talking about. I'm talking about tons, 20 20, 40, 60, 80,000 pounds of material. Um, they'll Man. set it all up in a certain room. They'll do the grid kind of, uh, the grid connection. So they'll connect all the stones together. And then once they've created the grid and they've kind of blessed the grid with their intentions and their emotions, then they start um, spreading the stones out all throughout the hotel. So like, the, the, crystal, the crystals at the top end over here, they'll just, like, expand it all the way to the far wall. And so you have, like, a spread-out version of the grid that encompasses the entire property or their spa or, you know, whatever area they designate to do this. What? So, I mean, this is, like, like, some, like... Yeah, this is, like, type... happening, bro. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. So, dude, magic is being used everywhere. You know who's the num- probably the number one... First, number one entity actually using magic is the fucking government, man. It's crazy. Um, if you look at <laughs> if you look at like uh, the Washington Monument, okay, you know that big tall statue, Washington mm-hmm. D.C. Well, 
what's the shape of it, man? It's an obelisk. An obelisk has been used historically in, you know, in, in ancient Rome, Egypt. Like, this goes back far. And were they just making that thing because it was pretty? No, dude, they already know that those things are energy structures. Uh, structures, essentially. And so it's the blueprint of Washington, D.C., all the monuments, all the st- even the materials that they're using to build all these things, it's very intentional. It's not just like, you know, random, <laughs> if you will. But, you know, this is – it shouldn't be news to us because we've been seeing things like, you know, you know that the, the law enforcement agencies hire psychics and stuff, right? Like, you know, that yeah. the CIA was, was hiring uh, remote viewing clairvoyant people for a long time essentially to be spies but you know they've been this is like a long time ago like even 40 years ago that they were doing this stuff yeah this is, that's not so, new no it's wow. not and if anything they've gotten more savvy and more immersed in using this kind of stuff and it all it all kind of it's kind of scary to think but you know it's kind of like well might as well just be aware of it, you know, because so you can see when they're trying to use it against you. Because magic is 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 neutral. It's the way that it's being utilized that cat, you know, will either make it, you know, white magic or black magic. You know, it's the difference between a wizard and a sorcerer, right? It's kind of like, right. um, who's who's going to wield it and for what purpose? But that's the. Oh my that's gosh, the I, I gotta get my Harry I'm, Potter on. Is that what you're telling me right now? <laughs> In a sense, start start believing, knowing that you are part of it, and it's like, okay, now that you know you have, I feel like they would have you believe that you don't have it. <laughs> I, I think they would have you believe that this is science fiction. They would have you believe that it is fiction, Harry Potter shit, but it's not. I mean, we're pretty powerful beings, all of us. Um, start, it's time to start realizing that and time to start utilizing what you can do now. Um, but that has to take taking back your power, um, taking back your thoughts, because literally all the people who are just plugged into to mainstream um, the mainstream pulse is essentially none of their thoughts are their own. You know, they're just encountering echo chambers on their social media all day of just things that they think they believe, and then it just gets super reinforced by a thousand other people who are saying the same thing, and it's just this weird. It's a weird mind control thing that's going on right now. So to kind of uh, to take some time to meditate, to take some time to spend in nature, you know, these are really, really important aspects of being human right now. And you know, there's less and less places for us to go to, man. Like to for for me to get out and not hear cars or people blaring music. Like I got to go pretty far, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so you know. I think I think society is at this really weird tipping tipping point right now where it's either gonna crash and burn, bro, or we're gonna really elevate things and like which part of that story do you wanna be a part of? And mm. you know, realize that everything happening out there is not separate from you. Like you think it's things happen independently no, that's you a all part the time, of you. but you're actually yeah, you're co creating, man. Just the way you get how you feel and what you think and what you spent your time doing, you're, you're, you're shaping this reality around you. So, you know, after I left uh, the whole directing and doing music industry stuff, 
that was my detox in a sense because at the time I was like super into MMA. You know, it's like I was into grown men beating the crap out of each other, and that like gave me joy for some reason. I I don't know. Like that was super <laughs> fun for me. Um, and then, you know, I was into hip hop, of course, and music. And then I realized, man, what are these people talking about? You know, and I realized it's probably like not good for me in the long run to keep feeding myself this kind of input, right? So I did mm-hmm. a huge audit on all the things in my life, you know, like, okay, like, why do I get a kick out of this? Or why do I do this? Why do I do that? And just a huge step back and kind of haven't looked back, man. Like, I feel like I'm kind of living under a rock, literally, lots of rocks. But, like, uh, I feel more in tune with myself these days. I feel optimistic as to what's going out in the world because I know that all the little negative things that are, that are being portrayed on the news is such a small percentage of what's going on yet it gets so much attention to the point where mm-hmm. people think that's the majority of reality like if that's the case this is a scary place to live out there man like you know and it's not to say let's wow. be ignorant and not believe those things but it's like hey if there's a there's a reason why we should be paying attention to those things because it shows us how much further we need to go, you know? Right. Okay, I got a question for you. All right. I yeah. have the – I got Tiger's Eye. I got Citrine. I got this weird one I can't pronounce. I keep forgetting Lopsol, Lopsol something. I forget what it's called. It's like a blue – Oh, yeah, Lapis Lazuli. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I when I was purchasing it, I was drawn to these stones, by the way. Um, oh, cool, cool. When I purchased them, they talked about washing them in the sun. What is that? Can you explain that? Yeah, there's a thing called, like, crystal cleansing. Um, it's really like a metaphysical practice of uh, clearing the energy that may be uh, held in the crystals. Because a lot of times there's a common belief that these are of energy, but they're also uh, carriers of energy. So let's say... Um, it's okay. It's similar to, let's say, staging your house. You've heard of the term of, like, smudging sage, right? Like burning a sage leaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking around your house and kind of to push out some negative vibes in there. Very similar idea. Um, strangely enough, like, all that stuff was very fun for me to learn. It's like, oh, like, so many different belief systems, so many ways of, of approaching the physical world. But there is something um, that... I do. I've been paying attention to the moon a lot, the moon cycles. Mm-hmm. Now that I've been paying attention to them, have a huge influence on kind of way what comes up in my life. Uh, it's the only way to explain it. But let me let me point out this one quick thing. Like we're totally sun people, right? Like without the sun, like we would have we wouldn't have life here on this planet. So we owe our entire existence to that one star that's up there, right? Um, Mm -hmm. and when there's like a lot of sun activity, there's a lot more activity on the planet. So let's say there's a day where there's like tons of solar flare activities on the sun, then, uh, not like it results in a lot more blackouts, a lot more storms, maybe a lot more death, maybe a lot more birth, like just a lot more action happens here on the planet because everything on the planet is directly correlated to that sun. So basically we're at the mercy of that thing. Uh, the sun. So, which is kind of like, you know, anyway, I won't go there. Anyway. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to finish this one. 
<laughs> well, I mean, no, nah, you were going there. Go ahead. <laughs> it's like what I think about is like the son of God, right? I kind of think about uh-huh. it now. Um, like I don't think our planet life just happened randomly here. Like I don't believe that at all. Uh, but anyway, so my whole point is like the sun is like a really big factor in determining what happens here on this planet. Well, the moon is essentially just reflecting sunlight back to us, right? That's the only reason uh-huh. why we see it. And so depending on the, the moon phase, we're either getting more sunlight um, at night or we're getting less sunlight at nighttime, which means, you know, there's, there's this, uh, you know, people don't usually think about it, but the moon is kind of like playing this, this kind of sly role in <laughs> giving you some extra energy or not giving you some extra energy. What I, what I realized is like leading up to full moon, man, the energy gets really, really intense for me like and my wife. You know, we'll just maybe old things, old traumas that we haven't dealt with might pop up again or just like everything really, really intensifies. And then starting at the full moon, going all the way to the new moon, there's this like clearing or kind of like a a letting go that happens. So mm-hmm. there's this ebb and flow essentially of energy that's happening on like clockwork, like, right? Uh, that mm-hmm. that's affecting your lives. And so to know, realize that that cycles are happening, you can actually play along to it to your benefit. So there's a lot of people who are doing like moon ceremonies. This, you know, this is like Wiccan witch stuff pretty much, but it's like uh, when it's coming up to like the full moon, leading up to the full moon, you're supposed to be focusing on what you want, what you want more of, what you want to increase, right? Um, uh-huh. Kind of like the abundant reality. And then leading up to the new moon, um, it's all about letting go. What do you want less of? What do you want to shed? You know, what kind of baggage do you want to throw away? You know, so you go mm-hmm. back and forth between these periods of, of gaining and growing and, and you know, uh, gaining, and then you have these other periods of letting go and contracting, so expanding and contracting along with the moon cycles, two weeks at a time. Um, it's been this really interesting learning for me. And ever since I started doing that, man, I really pay attention. I know exactly what moon phase we're on all the time now, you know, and it's like, and that's been really, really nice because now I know how to time my moon gazing. Like I can go out and I know that, oh, tonight it's going to be very full and I know it's going to be here at this time. Let's go check it out. So me and my wife will go drive and go up the hill and check out And then when it's new moon, we know that it's going to be in a different part of the sky at these times. And so we'll go and check that out on certain days. It's been a really beautiful experience to kind of get homage to planetary systems that are in place that, you know, that spin and go on with immense energy that we don't really give any credence or attention to, but they have essentially a lot of influence on what's going on here on this earth. let me ask you this. Yeah, that, that, you, that gets into been, the whole astrology and all that stuff. But yeah. So as you've been doing that, let me ask you something. I, I don't know. I've been yeah. having this weird, like, feeling and just this weird, these weird little epiphanies. Is your, I don't know if you practice any, like, Catholicism or non-denominational Christian, Muslim, whatever. Do you feel like 
that may be putting a limitation on what religion is, and we may be going to more of a cosmic kind of like belief system, a cosmic spiritual kind of experience. Uh, I, I believe I believe it is because religion. We're living in the information age now, right? So right. actually, you can learn anything that you want to learn. Um, you can do that <laughs> at the tip of your fingertips. As long, uh, tips you can invest in it and learn anything you want. Well, a lot of people's questions are like, yeah, how, how old is my religion? Or how old is the are very big questions that are coming up now. So now people are doing the research independently. They're like, okay, where does this all come from? So actually a lot of this predates all the known religions that we are all practicing on this planet today. It's hermeticism, right? Hermes, Trismegistus. This is deep esoteric, you know, learning stuff that, pretty much influence all religions, <laughs> right? Wow. At its core, they're all pretty much saying what Hermes was saying. Um, and this is universal law. This is like, it, it, it doesn't matter what era, what time you're, you're being presented with, this information is good. This still is relevant. So it's universal. So it doesn't even matter if you go to a different planet. These laws still apply there, you know? So... I think there is this evolution where people are looking back into the roots of things and kind of doing their own research now, although it's harder to do now than ever because you don't know what to believe, right? There's so many bogus things. There's so many naysayers. There's so many contradictory things. But that's part of hermeticism in the sense because it's teaching us to learn the paradoxical uh, nature of the universe. So that's stretching our minds to understand and play within the paradoxical paradigm is very important because then it allows you to look at someone who's a radical left and a radical right, right? Like, or extreme left, extreme right in the political sense. And yet they're both right. It's not that one's wrong and one's the other. We need to stretch ourselves to know that everyone has their perspective and actually the perspective is just as important and is, is, that is the truth, that there is no absolute truth. It's not black and white. It's a spectrum that you know, right. has, two polar, has two polar sides. And once we embrace that, then you can really start looking at your fellow man. It's like, I don't need to convince you what my point is. Your point is your point, and that's your reality, and that's real to you, and that's okay. I believe this, and this is real to me, and this is my reality. You know? And I know it can sound like it would be a very confusing place, but in the end, it, it actually results in more... more tolerant for each other. We're all have our own set of beliefs and that's okay. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> right. we can all do that together and be all right. And, and that's what it's stretching for. We don't have to, like, I'm not trying to convince the guy with the swastika tattoos. It's like, Hey man, why do you hate Asians? You know, <laughs> whatever it is. Like, <laughs> it's not my place to do that. And that's fine. Like he, he can do his thing. Anyway, I digress. It's just like, there's so many, so many things going on right now. Let's just all, what I'm trying to get people to focus on is like center yourself for a second, you know, like ask the right questions in terms of how are you feeling really? You know, how are you really, really feeling? You know, because right. people are confused. It's a very confusing time to be alive, man. A lot of, you know, constant oh, marketing that's being shoved down everyone's throats to help make them feel inadequate or insecure about themselves. They purchase things. You know, there's Everyone's like a course now. Oh my god! You know, <laughs> a master class, in, you know. But uh, 
you know, more power to them. You know, it's just it's this world is is not boring, that's for sure, and it's about what you want to make uh, make of it while you're here. And, so I got faith, some, man. I'm, I got faith that everything's going to be okay. It's just going to really uh, yeah. take some time, and we're going to have to go through some tough times to really get the proper evolution that we need to be kind of yoked up for a second for the next kind. Probably we're going to see the beginnings of it, but this is, I mean, we're talking thousands of years. You know what I mean? That this is this evolutionary <laughs> process that's going to go on. So, a thousand um, years? Come on, man. I got two seconds right now. That's all they got. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, yeah. Let me ask so, you, I mean, how do you, uh, if I wanted to get started, I want to really understand, like, either the work or just understanding crystals. Like, is there a book or a website that you would recommend? Or, or do you guys, are you guys kind of starting, like, that kind of, like, educational process? You know, like, the education process is very minimal on our end. We want people to discover on their own what these things okay. mean to them and how it affects their lives. Um, so we don't go through any of that, but I can recommend a few books. There's one called The Book okay. of Stones that I think is very highly recommended by me because they kind of touch on both things. They kind of talk about the physical, mineralogical aspects of the stone, and then they go into like super metaphysical parts of it as well. There's two authors on there, and one is more mineralogical and the other one is physical, and they both wrote it. So you kind of get both perspectives when you read The Book of Stones. Okay. Um, what you'll find, though, that is when you go online and search things, like the meaning of this crystal or whatever, I mean, you're going to find so much stuff, and a lot of the time oh. it's conflicting with whatever the other one's saying, or it gets pretty confusing. So really what I think is, like, find a resource that you vibe with and continue to go to that one resource to learn about stones, right, just so that you get this con- uh, at least a constant perspective of it. Because uh, it'll just get confusing for people, but the and the realize the real truth is there's no like right or wrong, right, you know, like this this interpretation is right, this interpretation is it. that's not how it works. This is all power of belief here. So it, you know, in a sense, the placebo effect is really important here. Like people downplay the placebo effect. It's like, oh, that's the placebo. Effect. Hey, people through their minds are getting well because they thought they were taking the right pill. What does that say about the human? Like our mind and our bodies, our emotions are really important, and they can actually shift and shape the the outcome of our physical in ways that we never thought. So, I give credence to the whole placebo effect in that it is really showing how much power we have. We have way more power than these pharmaceutical companies want you to believe that you have, right? So, you know, the power is really within yourself. If you guys want to like. All you listeners out there, if you want to do more of that aspect of things, I highly recommend Dr. Joe Dispenza. He he was a gentleman who was into, you know, some – he was into yoga and some other martial arts things, I think. He was kind of into that realm. And then he had this huge biking accident and had his whole spine crushed. And all the doctors yeah. told him, dude, you're going to be paralyzed for life. You're never going to walk again. And he had 24 hours to decide – whether to take this super invasive uh, spinal surgery or to just, like, figure it out on his own. And after he just kind of listened to his intuition and went against what all these doctors were saying and decided that he's going to heal himself. And they pretty much said, okay, 
well, you're going to be a cripple. Goodbye, you know? So they let him go. And he ended up spending a lot of time meditating, but more important than meditating, he was visualizing. He was, he was in his mind's eye, he was thinking and imagining the perfect spine, like the pristine, well, non-injured spine. And he would just focus on this image in his mind. And he kept doing that for months and months and months. And the dude is walking and he is now giving talks all over the world and sharing things about the quantum realms. And, you know, he's, he's a pretty out there guy, but I mean, super, super eye opening to say the least in terms of what we're capable of. And he's, he's the walking living proof, man. It's like, people are like, people still don't believe it. They're like, nah, man, we can't do that. <laughs> like you're, if you're if you break your bone, your your mind can't bring it back, kind of thing. And well, the crazy thing about the whole quantum realm is that if you don't believe in it, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, your your beliefs are very much an integral part into the shaping all of this. So, you know, just an interesting little oh. thought there. The more I I've, I've been talking to you, somebody else talked about Vedic sciences. Someone else was talking about energy fields on the earth. Now, I feel like I need to bring a physicist on to talk about quantum mechanics and quantum realms. And <laughs> so I can be the next. I know I'm attracted to the <laughs> so I need to get ready for it. My mind is just, oh, just being open. <laughs> yeah, it kind of hurts your head, right? You're like, well, you know, I, I can remember countless nights where I just laid there in bed, not sleeping, just like mind was occupied with topics that we discussed today you know like when i was like kind of learning about them for the first time i was like wait a minute i really gotta kind of reassess and rethink everything now because if what i'm hearing is true that really changes a lot of things and that's how you kind of have to go into these things don't be like a dogmatic person who's like oh this guy said it it's the truth (laughs) then you've already lost right but it's, it's the point to have this open mind now to be like this could be true and actually say that with everything that you encounter, even the craziest things. You're like, this could be true. Because guess what? The things that you could never in a million years even imagine to be true is actually true. <laughs> Some cases, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, let's, let's humble ourselves and know that you don't know anything. And let's stop acting like it. And let's stop coming to these deep-rooted conclusions that you really don't have any kind of basis to believe in. But to kind of open up and just be like, this could be true. This is this is something I've heard. This is a piece of information that exists out there. How does it, you know? And after a while or years of just inquisitive kind of exploring, you're going to start to connect dots, and you're going to come yep. to your own conclusions about what this is all about, you know. And for those out there who are like listening to me, and they're like, "Oh man, this guy is crazy," or whatever. It's like I'm not. I'm still on the journey. You know, the things that I talk about, I am just always a student, you know, and I'm always going to humble myself to say that I don't know anything and I'm just going to keep, keep digging at this thing. But really my only, because it can be a really confusing arena in this world, my only real compass to, 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 I guess, moral compass and all this is my heart. Like, it's like, oh, does this feel right here? You know, is, is this really about the unity consciousness? Is this really about the love or is this something else? And that's kind of my only, you know, thing that I use to navigate this super confusing world of all, almost too much information, right? So mm-hmm. you just kind of have to 
everyone's got to up their critical thinking skills. Everyone's got to stop being scared so that your brains can function properly. And then we can start right. sifting through this, this labyrinth of, of lies <laughs> or, or not even lies, but just like half truths and manipulative structures that exist in society. And, you know, how are we going to, make the best of it. Because in the end, here's what I believe in. It's like, I believe in love. Okay, I believe that's the primary focus of my purpose here on life. I think also that happiness is, is one of the key things that uh, is a right and should be achieved in any human being's life is happiness. Um, health, okay, because without health, none of this means anything because <laughs> you won't be in the right spirit to even enjoy it, right, if you don't have the health. And then it comes wealth, because with wealth and abundance comes the true power to make a change on this planet. As much as I want to, like, help with, like, really big things on this planet, like, my physical hands and my physical presence can only do so much. But if I had the resources, I mean, whether financial or, or physical, like, um, I, I can do a lot more. You know what I'm saying? So, right. you know, I think that's been a big shift in my life. Because before, when I was either DJing or just doing art stuff, I was always like, you know, damn the man, and, you know, money's the root of all evil, and, you know, all this stuff, and, you know, I don't, to a certain degree, that's true, but really, money is a societal lubricant. It really allows for things to get done, and it's just a matter of what do you want to get done. Are the things that you want with the money all just real selfish things, like that Lambo, or, you know, <laughs> the, some, some, some new Jays, or is it like, oh, let's, let's contribute to this planting of more trees or let's let's contribute to the research on what to do with microplastics in the ocean, you know, or let's, let's support communities that are high into the uh, cultivating fungus for, for all these medicinal purposes, or even now they have a fungus that can eat plastic. So they're, they're now considering, and yeah, they're, they're going to, they might put all these mushroom spores all over the, the, the dump fills, the, the landfills of trash and, you know, be able to decompose the undecomposable stuff that, you know, is plastic. So, yeah, there's all these things happening right now, man. It's just a matter of where's your heart at, where's your head at, and, like, where do you want to give to? And I only wish I could give more to those things, man. Like, so I'm on a mission right now. It's like I want to, you know, try continuing with source field, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do a lot of other things that can be uh, hopefully beneficial to humans and, you know, kind of make us realize that, dude, we're we're way more connected than you think. So how about we all just start treating each other right, you know? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, all right, DK, uh, we're going to wrap up. But uh, I want you to tell people where they can reach you and, like, uh, how they can, if they want to purchase, all that. Just lay it on them. Sure. Um, check out sourcefieldshop.com. Um, we're also on Instagram at sourcefield. And it's two words, but, you know, source, S-O-U-R-C-E, and F-I-E-L-D. And it's just, you know, put together. Um, I just want to mention, like, the name itself is a really, really unique thing because it's not something we, like, we're planning to to come up with it just all of a sudden it hit me and I just said the name and me and my wife looked at each other and we're like that's it where did that come from like I have no idea but it came to me and let's let's roll with it 
but essentially at the core of it, we're talking about source, like going back to the source, knowing that we are in this web of energy, and when you die, you go back to the source, but you're actually part of the source, and you're actually accessing it all the time. That's kind of what I'm alluding to. And I'm also alluding to the, the force field, <laughs> like the energy field that is within you, within the planet. You know, it's all this connectivity that we have through these, these Taurus fields that, that are everywhere. Um, and I just want to – no one knows this yet, but I just want to say it publicly here. Like uh, the, in our logo, you'll see that there is a sacred geometry in there. There's a uh, oh, yeah, seed yeah, of yeah. life. Now, that's like a very important thing, but uh, – I mean, very important, like sacred geometry. But where I got it from was actually planet Earth. So planet Earth has a flag. I don't know if you guys know this, but – our planet, in addition to all the nation, national flag, we have a planet Earth flag, and it is a blue flag with the uh, with the seed of life in the middle and a circle around it. Or no, it's just the seed of life, actually. Yeah. So I literally got that seed of life part from the planet Earth flag, and I kind of adapted it a little bit. I put a little circle in the middle to to kind of represent the singularity of of everything and then the seed of life around it, and then I have some, like, kind of source fieldy borders around it that are also kind of geometrically based. And that all came super... I'm looking that all it up. Came there, super, there's, a, there's a flag for us. Yeah, dude, and we should all be flying that flag. Like, it's not about these national USA flag or China flag or whatever. It's like, dude, let's all just what be planet f- Earth. So what? when you, if you look Is at... There a path? If you visit our... Huh? Is there a patch for this? I need to get this on a jacket. <laughs> but that's the reason why if you look at our Instagram um, posts, every post is tagged, location tagged with planet Earth. Because I want everyone to remember, hey, man, we're all here on this planet together. You know, you think the people overseas are far and have nothing to do with you? Well, guess what COVID proved wrong? It's like, dude, we're all connected, bro. Like through the air, through the ocean, through this communication system we have called the internet, like we're all connected. So we might as well start acting like it. And I don't think we'll see the true progression of mankind until we see the demilitarization of governments, um, until there is a healthy dialogue of of countries and people, and we stop looking at each other as the uh, the other or the enemy or or you know the person to to be afraid of or to attack or to kill or all these justifications that we give um, once we start separating, um, have separating ideas of each other. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Mind blown. (laughs) Man. Hopefully uh, in our lifetime, man, you can see a de-emphasis in the, the government defense spending and the military, you know, the military industrial complex starts to fall, you know? I I don't want to go on this, but I think there's a healthy place for that. Um, Because, I mean, they do have the U.S. Space Force. Right. That's a whole nother conversation, but, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) 
Um, that was one of my childhood dreams was to go into space. But that's again, that's another topic for another time. Uh, <laughs> well, if you want to do that, man, you should practice astral projection. Um, it's possible, but you have to change a lot of things. You have to change your diet. You can't eat meat. Um, you have to have a very like disciplined meditation practice to really be able to control your energy. And then, yeah, you have you can do a certain things, certain practices when you sleep, and you should be able to get there in a couple months. Do <laughs> <laughs> stop. Stop. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the astral projection thing is like a huge rabbit it. hole. Man, if anyone cares to go down the rabbit hole, I highly recommend going on Reddit and just go to the astral projection subreddit and, dude, spend a couple days there. You will, my goodness, like, and look at the all-time, like, best posts because I think you can sort it that way. I mean, my right. goodness, the things that uh, people are sharing and experiencing, it's it's beyond your imagination beyond any science fiction you've ever <laughs> taken in as a movie form. It's just like, wow. So, right, so Again, it comes back to we know nothing. Between what we're talking about, watching Loki and the Time Variance Agency, uh, Vedic Sciences, Physics, Quantum Mechanics, um, I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to get back and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's reading. a constant man I, I thank you so much for like having me on here you know it's, i've been again living under a rock for several years now and this is kind of like my first anything that's public you know in terms of just talking about my business and things that have been on my yeah. mind you know these a lot of these thoughts have just happened behind closed doors with with close friends and stuff but it's like hey man like there's there's too much to consider out there these days might as well start digging at it a little bit and start coming to a clear mm-hmm. picture as to why you're here and what we're doing, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And thank mm-hmm. you for coming on. Thank you for taking the time to come on. Uh, so yeah, we're going to wrap up and uh, I'll be in touch with you soon. We're going to talk some more, but offline. <laughs> and let's keep the convo going, man. Yeah, let's do it. All right. And that's it for us audience and uh, tune in next week. Uh, we got another good, great show and uh, that'll be it. So, Love each other, be nice, and uh, go discover some stuff. All right. Be be a good human. Peace out, everybody. All right. Love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.